Hey kids, this is Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die. And Kevin and I use Zencaster. You think you're better than us, that you're using something else? You're wrong. Zencaster's the place to be. Who are you to deny it? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code DIEHARD and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time for you to share your story. Only a fool will give up a chance for a 30% discount. In the world of Niratova, forgotten gods have made themselves known. A darkness creeps across the land, and a skeleton army has posed to push the mortals away. All that stands between them are the heroes of What the Dice, streaming weekly on all major platforms. You can also follow us at What the Dice Pod on Twitter. What is it, honey? There's someone here. Hello. Sorry to disturb you. I'm staying next door. Please, come in. Wow, that's a really great set of clubs. Mr. Farber. What? Ah! You want to call someone? An ambulance? Or, or the police? Why are you doing this? Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello. This week, we have a special guest, our friend from the Latin jukebox, Andres. Hey, how are you guys doing? doing Happy great. to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to, to see you guys again. And yeah, it's, it's an exciting movie, a very nice movie we're going to talk about today. And I'm happy to be here and seeing you guys again. Good I'll to see the, you too. I'll be the judge of that. Did anyone <laughs> see uh, El Conte? No, you you saw it on Netflix, right? Yeah, not so I mean, much. I like the idea that Pinochet is a vampire who's just been traveling the earth, and then the twist at the end is his mother is Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Did you just give a spoiler alert on a on a movie we are not discussing? Yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert. Funny. It was all right, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have been really anything. It wasn't good enough for me to revere it. And it wasn't crappy enough that I could goof on it. Interesting. Interesting. That is not nice. the movie we're discussing this week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're discussing the 2008 remake, Funny Games, starring Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, and others. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genres with a comedic twist. 
Aaron, what's up with you? I am so incredibly busy, and work gets in the way of that. I really need, uh, I could have used that billion dollar lottery that was rattling around a couple of years, a uh, couple of months ago, mm-hmm. but so instead, I'm, I'm up till 11 o'clock at night, and then I'm cranky the next day. If you ever win it, and if you have some spare, I, I'm happy to take $100 or something. <laughs> I'm willing to share a billion dollars. If I win a billion dollars, I'm not greedy. I'm kind of greedy. A crisp $10 bill. <laughs> a crisp five. Absolutely. <laughs> I five that is. Good grief. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's going on with you, Andres? What's the latest? Thank you. Yes. Uh, on the works, like working a lot. Uh, besides my nine to five, I'm doing my my edition of podcast, and uh, you know it takes a while, it takes some time, but uh, yeah, looking forward to five uh, more episodes before the year ends, and this is one of them. Yeah, so, yes, <laughs> good times, good times. Aaron, give us your thirty second synopsis of Funny Games. Hang on a second. Do you, Andreas, do you do you have a producer or are you the producer? I am the producer. I am the everything. I am the <laughs> I I am the master of ceremonies. Like I I just I, I'm the host, I'm the producer, the, the the editor, the writer, the sometimes I'm the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to give me some insight on how to get a free producer where I can just yell things at them and then they just do whatever I want. Aaron, that's me. I'm the one who does. You just show up. That's what I'm saying. This way, uh, I can have you do other things and then somebody else edits. How about that? Think of all the free time you would have. Who would volunteer for this service is what I'm trying to figure out. Are you out of your mind? So at, at the crazy uh, pub quiz that I went to with people who have like less followers than us, if that's possible, they had a producer. Now, it may have been someone's boyfriend. I don't know. You I know that's what it is. You know, absolutely. There's not some college intern checking in to help. Dude, we need a college intern. Well, put up flyers at Cal State Baco and see what happens. Curses. But that's interesting. Curious to see who would volunteer to produce. <laughs> I'm curious as well. I mean, they can put it on their resume, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's true. You know, that right above, uh, you know, working at McDonald's, right? They would be- <laughs> it is techy. It's creative. It's something, you know. It's a right. thing. Well, you know, it, the, in the podcast, idea. in the podcast field, you have people who want to be like on the air, right? But you have also have people who are like, "I'm interested in this. I'm more interested in the editing and the sound, blah blah blah, the picture, whatever." So it's it's an expansive field, if you will. I agree. <laughs> it is. It is very interesting. Never thought about that. Maybe we Many can explore of- some of that here. Exactly. We need to export some of that. Opportunities to growth. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So there you go. Funny games. The delightful Tim Roth and family. Uh, 
I love the description that they're a middle-class family because a lot of <laughs> middle-class families take their boat out to their their second mansion on the water. Exactly. <laughs> in yeah. Long Island. Very now, nice. They were um, not a middle-class family. No. They were not. <laughs> Everyone acts cold and weird, and then the, the, the freaks come over. I liken it to the strangers, but with a remote control. Uh, no happy ending. The end. It was yeah. kind of shocking the way it ends, and we don't have to, to to deal with the ending too much right now. But and what's wrong with Naomi Watts? She couldn't float or something, or what the well, hell is that? She couldn't swim. I mean, you're in the, the middle of the bay. The first thing they teach you is to roll on your back. She'd been up all night. Um, yeah, maybe she was, I don't know, she was so stressed and she was so scared and she was so, like, tired and the, the situation was probably not the most, like, she couldn't give a lot of thought to, to the situation, but... She was spent, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of this is their fault because they were really wasting time and dicking around. Oh, no question. Well, let, let's say this. Do you guys... This is Aaron and I's first time seeing this, correct, Aaron? Yes. Now, Andres, when was the first time? Do you remember seeing this? This was not a long ago, like three three years ago. Yeah, and now... Then, uh, go ahead. And then last week. And then last, <laughs> last week. week. Exactly. <laughs> See, he, you originally wanted to do what? Saw 12 or something? <laughs> Saw 12. <laughs> Saw twenty five. Saw versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that was my 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 first uh, option because uh, we we also saw uh, Saw ten uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, so it was a little bit fresh. And, right. and, and the Saw and the Saw saga is something that I uh, I've loved during like since the very beginning, since I was a child, because it has it, it has gone like. For a lot of years, that's true. Uh, but then it's so gore. But then, <laughs> but then I watched Funny Games, and it's gore too. But uh, at, in another extent, it's an, in another way. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's funny is people are shocked to hear this because we host a horror podcast. Obviously, there are certain there are certain horror types or tropes, if you will, that were like. No, no, no. <laughs> Typically, we steer clear of Rob Zombie. We had yeah. a big, I had a big uh, discussion with our <laughs> with our niece online about how much she loves Rob Zombie and how I'm like, no thanks. No, uh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Typically, we avoid Eli Roth, the hostile films. Hostile, like hostile, yes. The torture porn era, essentially, which leads directly into the Saw movies. Saw. And I saw the first Saw. I did and it too. was fine. It was brutal, but uh, that was enough. <laughs> yeah. I need to see another one. I saw the first Saw in the theaters, uh, and it it messed me up. Yeah, as a grown man, now I was a grown man. You know, yeah, I was in my late twenties or whatever when this came out. You and felt the blood splashing through. You. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of cringe. It was a bear trap scene. The bear trap. Mess me up where I'm like I'm I was thinking about that six months later and I'm like I'm never watching another these movies another one of these movies again and then I have like third graders in my class going oh my parents and I watched Saw last night and I almost fell out of my chair I had a kindergartner <laughs> tell me that yeah 
Miss, really? I saw a sock. Can I tell you about it? I'm like, oh my Ooh. god! I, yes. already, I already knew your parents were worthless. Now I really. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not that's not a movie for kids. Definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. No, not at all. <laughs> And Human Centipede is another one we're not doing, Aaron, no matter how many times you suggest it. Oh, oh Human Centipede. I, I, I just suggest it, but I will never, never watch it. Although I did see that uh, you can buy the soundtrack on vinyl. Hey, something for, for something for your podcast. Yeah. That, oh, I haven't seen, personally, the Human Centipede, but it I've seen a lot horrible. of... horrible. Yeah, it sounds so creepy. Right. There's one more movie that people suggest to me from time to time. It's called A Serbian Film, which is basically like a snuff film. It just sounds like war crimes and atrocities. It's it's totally like, <laughs> it is. And I was like, well, people have been suggesting this. I'm a little nervous. And I do this sometimes. I just, I spoil it for myself. I go on Wikipedia and read like the plot. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. We, we are never... We are never doing this movie. No thanks. So yeah, there are yeah. some there are some movies that you need you really need to think twice. <laughs> it's true. I think I think our vibe, and granted, I accept that reasonable people can have differences of opinions about taste and quality and blah blah blah. For us, I want it to be kind of fun. That's the goal. Uh, of the movies we choose. Now, fun, obviously, is subjective. What does that right. mean? We want to make fun of it. We want to make fun of your favorite movies. We want to make fun <laughs> of your favorite actors. We but, like to discover really good movies. Yes. But, you know, those are not our funniest podcasts because it's hard to make fun of The Shining. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, I know. And it's also hard to make fun of, I don't know, torture or, yes. or, or, yeah. or the, the, the guy twisting uh, their... Uh, hands and yes yeah, the yeah, head yeah. and it's it's hard it's hard it's hard well and that like we said we like the movies to be fun and ideally our podcast is fun <laughs> <laughs> not like dude i'm gonna need some counseling <laughs> i hate that i hate the director i hate the producer for making me watch this right. i, I hate my on them if i see it i now hate myself <laughs> okay. why don't we jump right in and Andres, we've talked about this before. We are free flowing. We can jump anywhere in the plot. Feel free to just jump in whenever you want uh, to share whatever thoughts you want. Yeah, for sure. One thing that uh, caught my attention was the fact that this. Well, first, first of all, you mentioned it, uh, Kevin. It's this is a remake. This yes. is a remake. This was something that was done, I think, ten years before. And correct me if I'm wrong. It was the same director. Mm -hmm. It was yes. the same director. But shot by time, shot remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was very so interesting. What's the I, point? What's yeah, the point? I don't know. I was going to ask you guys, like, what's the point of remaking a movie 10 years after the but same did, thing, different actors? They did that with Psycho. And let me tell you, even though it was a shot by shot, they added some it shit was, to that. It was shit by shit. It was shit. <laughs> you, th you think you're going to remake Psycho even shot by shot? It was a poor comparison. Look, they added some stuff to that. There's a scene where Norman Bates is looking through the window at Marion Crane, and then you hear him literally reaching for some, like, Vaseline. And I'm like, come on, bro. That's not shot for shot. Like, okay, enough. But, okay, to answer your question... We are stupid Americans, basically. We can't appreciate a foreign film. 
Some okay? of us. No matter how Some amazing the foreign film is, we have to remake it with, with I was going to say American actors, but Tim Roth and Naomi Watts, not American. So no. if, can they fake an American accent? <laughs> Good enough. But like The Ring, right? Ringu. We can't, we can't mm-hmm. appreciate Ringo. Ringo. That's Ringo. Can't Ringo appreciate Star. Ringo. We have to do a remake. So that's what it was. Although dir- that's a good remake. It's the same director. It's yeah. the same director. Uh, same everything. He just felt like, I think it was in, is it Austria? I'm trying to think where it was originally a That's film. not part of Asia. I didn't say Asia. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was, he's, he's Austrian. I could look it up and maybe I will later. Um, but it, it came out and it did well like in Austria, but it didn't, it didn't have worldwide The uh, Ring? No, this movie. <laughs> this <one is> <laughs> like the ring is Austrian. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm moving too fast. Moving too fast. It's still early in the morning. So te- he wanted to remake it for a wider release, basically. And he and got more more lolly, little, little scr- more scratch. But ironically, Naomi Watts is in this, and she's in the ring. She's the queen of the remakes. There we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Naomi Watts. Great actress, by the way. She was nominated to two Oscars. Two Oscars, right? Not for this. No, no. Not for funny games. Not for funny games. Well, she got this movie made. When she signed on, she's also like a producer of this movie. Um, she's good. She's a really good uh, actress. and Absolutely. She's very, very professional. I was surprised because... Mm, when I saw this movie the first time, I I wasn't very sure about Naomi Watts, like who she was. But then mm-hmm. I started watching her, like her career and not all the things she's she has done, The Impossible, uh, The Ring. Like there are a lot of movies from her, and it was very surprised. It, I I was very surprised to see that she got um, here to 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 this movie. And one thing that I really wanted, like really caught my attention was the fact that this was a this was a movie that uh, had a 15 million budget mm-hmm. and barely made the half of it like right. the box office the box I had it didn't, never it, heard of it it didn't exactly I didn't I heard about this movie but not in the theaters not in theaters like right, right after it's funny because when you suggested Funny Games, I was like, that name sounds so familiar to me. It sounds so like I should I should know what this movie is, but I had no idea. Now, I feel like the theme is something I've seen a thousand times. Like you said, like The Strangers or yeah. You're Next. Yeah. In the 70s, there was that movie Straw Dogs with... Uh, oh, that scarred me psychologically. But it's that, it's that thing where you're in your home. Yeah. where you're supposed to be safe. And here are these interlopers, these bad guys coming in and you're helpless to stop them. Um, and I found it, I found it kind of frustrating, honestly, yes. watching because the, the guys who, who basically come into their home are not particularly intimidating characters. So I'm just like, can't you just punch them or something? Can't you? Do- <laughs> but no, I guess not. They didn't have guns or knives or anything initially. They had no. nothing initially. No, nothing initially, and they well, they come with these angel faces, and the uh, they were wearing white, like they were golf players, and they were basically um, just pretending to be good guys. But but 
I was they thinking, were never it, it, normal though. They were like it, Jack Nicholson and The Shining. You right. always knew there was something weird. Exactly. I was thinking about that. Like if if something like that happens to me at, at the door of my house, mm-hmm. would I be would I be like would I act the same way? Would I just open the door and be like that super extra ultra friendly? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I've, I've seen movies before. They talked about this in that movie based upon the book uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where at the end of the movie, Daniel Craig knows the guy's a serial killer. He knows something's wrong. So when he's kind of snooping around, the guy appears behind him. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, uh, hey, there's something about us where we have to be polite. So in that movie, even when the serial killer's like, why don't you come in just for one drink? He's like, I don't want to be awkward and be like, hell no, I'm getting out of here. So he goes in and, of course, gets captured by the serial killer. And the serial killer says, what is it about humanity where it's like we just for politeness sake, we will put ourselves in harm's way rather than appear appear rude. We will allow ourselves to be put in these kind of situations. So that's kind of an interesting question because you're right. Mm-hmm. Early on, we don't know. I mean, the audience kind of suspects, but they, the characters are kind of like, these guys are weird. Okay. But I, I, I'm not, I can't be rude to them yet. Right. Until it's too late. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. Like what's the. There's plenty of jackasses running around. I mean, that's true. There are people who be rude. Make no mistake. And in this situation, it really wouldn't have matter. You can be rude. You can be polite. You were going down. Because Tim Roth was a pussy. Here's a news flash. If you smack some dude, maybe don't turn your back on him. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because there there's, there's a very thin line where you, you know, like, you kind of predict what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. These people, they look nice, but they're suspicious. Right. They, they look suspicious, but I think everyone watching the movie thinks about that. Except, except Tim Roth and Naomi Watts. Like they, right. they, they are the ones that they, they don't. And again, like they are, they're, they're not a middle class family. They, so no. they, they, they have, they have resources. They have not enough to get a home security system, or a phone, <laughs> or, a phone. or a phone, right? Or a phone. <laughs> no, it's crazy. No, they they are obviously super rich. Yes, they are super rich. This is their vacation home, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. which is a mansion right on the bay. Right. Boom. You know, waterfront property. That they visit only what a couple times a year, theoretically. Right? Yes, exactly. With, with right. their neighbors Buffy and Chad. <laughs> yes, I mean it's Correct. ridiculous. Yes. Oh, no question. It's a t- it's it's a thing. I mean, average people are not like I'm a master at boating. I don't know how to boat. If you put me out in the water like you know a vast land lover, I'd be screwed. I, I'd be a, a vast land lover. <laughs> I yo couldn't. ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I couldn't sail. But that's a th- when you're rich, you're like, I got time. I guess I'll learn to sail. Why not? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 it, it's hilarious. It's something that there are there are a lot of questions during the movie that you you are like, why why don't they do this or why don't they do that? Right. But but with I don't want to spoil anything because uh, I know uh, there might be a lot of people interested in uh, watching. We don't movie. care about spoilers. We're going <laughs> to we're we're spoil it at some yeah. point if you want to spoil it now. And I literally put that in our show notes. Spoilers aplenty just to yeah. give people a, a heads up. So feel free to talk about whatever you want, my man. Well, no, these two guys. It, it, okay, this is a... Uh, sadistic brutal i'm gonna say thriller i don't know if, i don't know if this is a suspense or or a horror movie but i think it's a thriller yes yeah like a psychological um, thriller right like a psychological thriller it's a home invasion thing like right uh, two people two, two guys intimidating the family inside and and it's a family of three it's uh father mother and uh, a little kid right Right now, uh, it's a big kid, but uh, it, it, he was a little kid, and and these two guys, very they come with very uh, with their very innocent uh, suit with their white gloves and with very like that's very... a tipper right there when they were walking in with the white gloves. The gloves, yeah, yeah. Are they like a vampire? Like they have to be invited in. If she didn't invite them in and said, "I'll bring the eggs over in just a bit," with this, clearly, this bit of it, because they make it a point that yes. they're invited in. They are all about the game. This is all a game. To they're not, they literally say at one point, I think Tim Roth says, "Why don't you just kill us?" And the guy says something along the lines of, "You know, what about entertainment?" They well, don't yeah. see, but that's it. They don't seem to be taking that much pleasure out of it. I don't. I mean. I, I think <laughs> what I was amazed by is they had clearly just killed the neighbors. Right. Yeah. Don't they get tired? That, exactly. They co- immediately come over here, take care <laughs> of this family, and then immediately go to the next house to the next morning. Like, I'm like, you know, maybe a bathroom break? I mean, I don't know. If they, <laughs> they took, they disappeared for a few minutes. Maybe that's when they went and got a bite to eat. I don't know what happened. Good question. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. This movie, this movie has a lot of ingredients that uh, make it, make it, make it very well funny as the title of the movie, because it it became it becomes very predictable at some point. But uh, I was entertained. I was entertained at, uh, and and there were a few instances of the movie where I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but if I have to rate it, I would I would probably give it a three out of five. Okay. Am I being too generous? No, I Perhaps. mean, we're going to talk, talk more about it and we'll, we'll discuss our ratings. We'll come back to that. We'll come yeah, back yeah, to yeah. that. What, I'll say this. One thing is I kept waiting for it to become kind of a revenge film. Right? Right. I kept waiting for that, like, a, I spit on your grave or um, um, last house on the left. I kept waiting for that moment where Naomi Watts, who you, it's all on her. At a certain point, 
if they're going to live or die, she's going to be the one who makes it happen. 15 minutes in, you figured it out. Yes. That, that <laughs> Kim Roth is no help. And, and that child who's like practically nursing on her the whole time yes. is not going to be, is a liability. Better than he went first. If you don't have the child, then you can just run. Just, I'm out of here. You run that way, I'm running this way. Sorry, peg leg, you're on your own. I mean, like, then you run, I'm going to go get help. But the child is what's keeping them there, right? They can't leave without the child, and they know that. Um, but yes, I kept waiting for that switch. Frankly, it was shocking to me when they killed the, the son halfway through the movie. I was like, whoa, which they don't show. We talked about Saw being how gruesome that is. They don't really show you anything. No, he's movie. just dead. He's just there's, there's blood bang. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. They don't show you like Tim Roth is getting stabbed off camera. Like literally, I had the subtitles on. It says like stabbing sound or something along those lines. You don't see him actually get stabbed. So it's it's interesting choices that they're making. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 brutal. It's brutal. And and these guys, these guys were basically having fun. This guy gets. Uh, gets uh, his club and breaks uh, Tim Roth's leg, and basically, it's it. And, and all the movie is about like how psychologically uh, they torture this family. Yes, yeah, it's, very, it's very similar to the stra- to the stranger. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it it has a very similar plot to to the strangers. Yes. Well, and, and then and, there was the red herring with the knife on the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Check out where nowhere. I was yeah. like, damn it. Yes. The uh, Tim Roth lo- drops the knife on the boat at the beginning of the movie. And you're like, ah, oh, that's, that's going to come back. Name, yep. Naomi Watts is going to start stabbing people. No. Nope. Five seconds. She's cutting her bonds for like three seconds. They casually reach over, throw it in the water. No more knife. Then toss her ass in the water. Very upsetting. I couldn't believe it. I could not yeah. believe it. I was surprised. I thought she was going on to the next one. Because it because at the beginning they brought the neighbor over. Well, they they yes. They brought the neighbor over to uh help put the boat in the water, basically like that. But they basically when the next family kind of pulls up in their boat, you could tell he was planting the seeds, like, oh, which dock is yours? Yeah, okay. You know, you knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I'll be seeing you soon. Basically, I'm gonna sail across the the I don't know the sound to go borrow some eggs. Well, and this establishes that they are also kind of like it's a less than zero Brad Easton Ellis, you know, rich psychopath child. You know what right. I mean? Like I also I come from a rich family, but Daddy doesn't pay much attention to me, so now I have to I have to act out in these psychotic ways. Uh, yeah. The question is. Are they in high school? Because weren't they talking about getting into college? Or were he they? He said he was pre med. Let him look at your leg. He's pre med. So it was kind of like. So he's in. They're college kids. Well, sometimes they say <laughs> that, but sometimes it's clear they had said they make some reference to him being like a senior in high school or something. There's like references back and forth. Like everything they say is BS. Is everything's a lie? Yeah. Everything's a lie. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. Exactly. I feel that's everything is part of the game, and they. In the end, no one knows. Like it's, they can be college guys, right. or they can be high school guys. 
they they leave it in the they they put everything in the air because they don't want they don't want anyone to know the truth right like they 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 want to hide their real personalities and their real um yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's all part of the game i mean at one point when they leave They've just killed the kid. Oops, you you fool. Why did you kill the kid? Well, I guess we're done here. Uh, later. You knew that they, it wasn't over. There was like an hour left. Yeah. And they had yeah. already announced that all three were going to die. And well, they'd they have to kill dig- them all. They just of witnessed course. them murder some kid in front of their eyes. And they dicked around and dicked around. You could have, like, crazy Tim Roth could have hid in a closet and worked on the damn cell phone. He said, literally, and I had to think... There's no way these guys are close by because they keep calling on the phone. They they try to rep- you know get the phone, the cell phone working because they threw it in the, in the wash basin <laughs> earlier. But the phone is ringing. Right. Like you think at any point they jump out of the closet and go no no no. But evidently, they said that's part of the fun for them is the oh. danger that maybe the cops are going to show up at any time. You know that's why it's a game. Yeah, I remember that phone malfunctioning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're having some trouble. I mean, well, and they didn't even check Tim Roth to see if he had a phone. You know what I mean? Right. We discover that his phone is in the car. We don't know where the keys are, though. Yeah. Like they who? know there's no reference. To, they didn't take his keys and throw it in the bay or anything no. like that. It was just kind of like, oh well. It's all I part guess. of the. It's all part of the magic. It's all. It's all part of the magic. It's all part of it. Yeah. The best. The best ending could have been that they sail off and then they turn into and park at the boathouse at the Amityville Horror House. <laughs> and that's where they live. That's where they're from. Or that's the next house, but then things don't quite work out. And that's their ending. One thing that I was thinking about just now is the fact that this, the ending of this movie is kind of a European ending, like a sad ending. Yeah. You know, they don't wrap it up in a bowl. Like how they ruin single white female. Because that's, you know, an American. Oh, no, promising young woman. Sorry. Promising young woman. Typically in American cinema, American audiences demand a happy ending, they demand that. The, the the poor victims, you know, are able to succeed and, you know, get revenge or whatever. You know what There's I mean? At the least, end of the day, the good yeah. guys are supposed to win. And oftentimes when they make a remake like this, they change the ending mm-hmm. for that reason. But they did not hear. And I wonder if that affected the, the box office. I don't know. Probably, I, probably, because it was too predictable. And the, like people who watched the, the original movie uh, 10 years ago say, OK, this is the same thing. It's. It's a copy paste, just using a little bit more of Hollywood uh, yeah. things. But, um, but yes, I feel this this is just one of those movies that could have got better attention if mm-hmm. the ending was different, right? So, you, would you have preferred a happy ending, quote unquote, happy ending? That's a good question. I would prefer. Well, yes. Yes, uh, I, I like to see, uh, because, you know, after all that torture, after all that... Um, Those guys were so, so irritated and such they were asses. They were so irritated. This is why yeah. they have to kill, because they have no friends. And Exactly. That's why at some point of the movie, you it makes you think, like, 
I hope they die. I really hope they, right? they, they I hope they die in the end. They can't get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, well, <laughs> unfortunately, well, everyone in the family dies. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done a Jason thing where they pitched her in the water and all of a sudden her arm goes back. <laughs> That's what I was, I was literally waiting for them to pull up at the dock and to have her come crawling out like and, and get out of Pull the guy over like, like Friday the 13th. Absolutely. Let me I ask. will tell I will Go tell ahead. you one thing. Please. It would have been all fine. I would have had a a, a, a different review of this movie if Ooh. it wasn't for one scene. What is it? Lay it on me. The motherfucking remote control. <laughs> I, wanted, I was gonna talk to you guys about that. Did you guys like the he breaks the fourth wall like he's Ferris Bueller twice, and then he picks up the remote control and presses the volume button, but that causes the movie to rewind for some reason. Yeah, it's... <laughs> are, they, are they space aliens now? Yeah. What like, is this? Now, I immediately hated it. After they've that they've never used they've never used that remote control <laughs> before, probably. It's, it's, so, it, it's irritating. It, it makes you think, like, why? I mean... Why? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was because it was so out of uh, out of character for this movie. It's like whenever he turned to the camera and talked to him, which again only happened twice over the course of this movie, and then when he picked up the remote control and t- reversed, rewound the movie to get rid of you know the the revenge moment we were hoping for, uh, it kind of threw me out of it, didn't it? It yeah. seemed like a bizarre choice it to, is. to it, go it, with yeah, anything else. How about her f-ing grabbing the remote control later and fast forward to it before they left for this whole f-ing vacation? And she's like, you know, I don't feel good. I'm, let's stay home this let's weekend. Stay- <laughs> yeah. So, a, a lot of funny things happened. It was just happened. so random. It was just so random. And what, I, and what does that mean? I mean, they, there could have been a thing where it's like a daydream or something. You know what I mean? Where it's like... It was the geez, dream a of fantasy a child or right. uh, inside the mind of a oh, crazy yeah. person in an insane asylum yes. and a snow globe on a different planet. Well, there was a movie I saw. And I'm, we're spoiling movies left and right. Uh, called The Descent. Where they're um, spelunkers are in, in caves uh, under the ground. And there's creatures in the caves. And they don't know how to get out. And it ends with, spoiler if you want to skip ahead 10 seconds. <laughs> she uh, escape, finds a, a hole, crawls out, and she survives. Oops, it was just like a dream or a fantasy. She's still trapped underneath the earth with no way out. Jesus. She's that like was... a, a spelunker bride now, like hills have eyes. Which I have to say, if you haven't seen The Descent, it it messed me. It's another one who messed me up because I realize as I watch these movies that I'm a little claustrophobic because I'm a big guy. Uh, the uh, idea of squeezing through these little things. That also Hell no. Fucking terrible. Hell no. So anyway, uh, it, they could have done it in such a way in this movie where it wasn't so totally bizarre and strange. Uh, to to risk throwing us out. I mean, did we all kind of hate that moment, Andres? What did you think? Yeah, absolutely. If I was thinking, if I if I had that dream, if I dream that that's gonna happen, or if 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 it's a premonitory dream, like this is something that is probably gonna happen, 
geez, I, I think I would never go back to that house. Like it's, <laughs> I, I, I would just put it on sale yeah. because <clears throat> what's like, what for? Like I, no. I, 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 I you can divorce me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can take everything away, but I'm never going back to freaking Long Island as long as I live. <laughs> well, and, no. and like we said, they didn't have like a security system, but they had a huge gate. You know, it was a huge walls, gate. So that was kind of the question. How did you even get in here when he's asking for the eggs? Right? That was a big yeah. question. It, yeah. He's like, oh, well, there's a hole in the fence. That's not a good answer. No. <laughs> it's not a chain link fence. <laughs> Well, she later, there is a chain link fence at some point because she uses like <laughs> pliers or something to snip her way out before she, oh, she puts right. on a crazy giant sweater thing. Did you see that thing that she throws on? I don't know what that was. I, I, I couldn't tell if she was hot, she was cold. There's a giant oversized thing with the armpits cut down yes. to her waist yeah. and for wading in the wa- in the ocean. In what, the what is that? Yeah. In the swamps. <laughs> And when you run, I think we've all watched enough horror movies. You don't run down the middle of the main street and jump out when the cars go by. It's always wrong. It's always a wrong choice. You never know. (laughs) Well, she she let the first car go by and then jumped down and said, hey, hey, hey. So then when the next car comes, you know she's screwed. Mm -hmm. She had any motherfucking cars. (laughs) That's part of the predictable things. Like, those are the things, like, that made me think, like, geez, this is... At this point, I, I, there are very po- there are a lot of points in the movie that makes it so predictable. Right. So that's why I was kind of expecting a little bit. Uh, she could have jumped in the fucking boat and sailed away. Yes, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was thinking about that a lot of yes. times. Like, why didn't she do that? There are I'm no going all the way back to New York. Woo! <laughs> Tim Roth's dead. Let's go. We got about five minutes left anyway. I'm out of here. Well, that, and that's the thing that's frustrating about this movie is that the guys are not that threatening looking. You know no. what I mean? They're not that intimidating, and yet you're totally in their power. You try to escape, they find you, no matter where you go or what you do. And you're you're helpless. You're helpless well, that, at their power. You basically realize they're a Michael Myers. They're, right. If you can just rewind any mistake they've made, <laughs> then what's the point? You might as well just sit there and curse them out and spit in their face because they're going to kill you anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much the Halloween uh, thing, right? Like they they you're gonna die anyway. Like they're gonna they're gonna find you anyway. They're gonna. You're not going to escape, unfortunately. Right. Well, the gloves tell you they're not leaving any fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So the, the moment they kill one of you, I mean, they're not, they're not obscuring their faces or anything. You know you're, de- you're dead. You are dead. These guys are going to kill you one way or another. Although I had to wonder, why are you wearing all white when you were going on like a house-by-house carnage tour? Because they were, just came from playing cricket. And (laughs) tennis at the club with Lovey. (laughs) I mean, they don't have backpacks, so I wonder if they're just raiding house to house as they go. They They didn't walk in there with any weapons. No. There just happened to be a set of golf clubs by the door. They're like, okay, this works. Yes. And that's a weapon. I mean, that that can be used as a weapon. No, you can't use my husband's, you know, $300 club. Off. <laughs> Get out of here. Sure, now, why not? Now, Aaron, how did you feel 
when Naomi Watts is like, will you throw these guys out of here? And, he, and the husband's like, well, hang on, honey. What do you mean? Well, it's, sorry about my wife. I don't know what her problem is. That's right. She's bitchy like that sometimes. I apologize. Wonk. You get what you get once again. The woman knows shit's up and the man ignores. And that he gets bad. what he gets. So when that I was to back to New York in my little boat, I'd be like, should have listened to me, Tim Roth. <laughs> he yeah. did apologize later in his defense. <laughs> too late. No, too, late. It's too late. Too late. Too I late. mean, the point of the matter is Tim Roth is about 60 here. So oh, at least. Five foot four. I, I Googled it. I'm like, what's it's it's, it's a se- only a seven year age difference. I thought there was a bigger gap. But right. these are young guys. So when it came to a fist fight or something like that, these boys are taking him down. Yeah, but th- I kept thinking, look, if you just grab them, you don't have to win the fight. You just got to give your wife and child a head start to run for their lives, right? Yeah, he's, he's too busy crying in the corner. I'm like, f***ing grieve your child later, brother, because you need to pull your shit together. More wasted time. He was the weakest link. Naomi did not c- cry one tear. No, she was sitting there with Bella. her. She's like, I got biz. I'll cry next week. <laughs> Basically. Well, she was right survival on. Survival Survival So much wasted she... time. So much wasted time. Yeah, she, she just wanted to survive. Like she didn't she didn't care. And yeah. and with all that, she didn't survive. And she didn't. <laughs> Even with all that, yeah. I have to say, I thought all the performances were quite good in yeah. this movie. The kid was really good. Yeah. I mean, they would zoom in on his face to get his reactions. I'm like, he's like a real actor. No, yeah. I take it back because he had the same look every time. That's <laughs> <laughs> the word. Look at his look every. He's a little. I kid. only have one scared look, mommy. <laughs> it worked. It worked for me. That child's probably listening right now with tears in his eyes, giving you that same look. <laughs> we we need a Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Any yeah. other thoughts about the plot of Funny um, Games, guys? No, I think we've covered pretty much uh, everything. And there are a lot of movies very similar to this one, right? Yeah, are, there are. The um, only difference is the remote, and that just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That is a new thing. It was just so random. And then what is the... the I, I Googled it also after I was done. It, it, they claimed it, then they give it this pretentious kind of uh, description how it's really a reflection or a criticism of the media. And I was like, what, what the what? F- Get out of here. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, nobody caught that. That's something somebody cooked up while on cocaine late at night. <laughs> Let's put that into the Wikipedia. Why don't we go uh, behind the scenes then? Do tell. Uh, Let's see. Tim Roth has said that making this film traumatized him and he'll never watch it. He said he was particularly disturbed because uh, the kid who played his son resembled his own son. Well, that would be creepy. I read this. uh, I heard this on on the podcast. You must remember this. That in the making of Lolita, uh, that... uh, what in the original one yeah. they wanted the Humbert Humbert character at one point they were suggesting using his stepdaughter, and he's oh, like, no. "No, 
No. <laughs> James Mason, it was either his daughter or stepdaughter. And he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> now that's uh, no Stanley way. Kubrick, right? The yes. Yeah, the Stanley that... Kubrick one. That sounds like a Kubrick move. Yeah. Because um... <laughs> it wasn't creepy enough. Exactly. Uh, we talked about this, that this is a shot by shot remake of the Austrian Funny Games from 97, also directed by Michael Haneke. So there we go. Yeah, it, it really caught my attention. I I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew there was a, an original version, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was by the same guy. So a lot of questions pop, popped into my mind. Right. First, Absolutely. why? Second, why don't you change it a little bit? So, yes, that I think that's just thinking about that. It, I think it's part of the of the failure at the box office. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think they it could have been better. The plot could have been a little bit better mm, with the question. same idea. With the same right. idea of the ten years before one, but uh, but still. Well, For sure, they could have tweaked it. We could have used the remote control more. It, it shouldn't be just so <laughs> random and arbitrary. <clears throat> Use it again. Let her kill one of the dudes. Yeah. Right? It could have been better. That's but the question. But yeah, I hated that. When, when the remote control just popped out of nowhere, I was like, no. <laughs> um, the production crew used the blueprints from the 1997 original film and the set of the house in the 2007 remake has the same proportions as that of the 1997 set. Like they were really trying to just do like a, a full blown well, that's dumb. remake. <laughs> that's dumb. That is zero meaning. I feel that's a lot of effort for something yeah. that doesn't mean too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of redoing it? Like when Evil Dead was redone? Yeah. It was amusing. They added to it. They 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 but they they reimagined Suspiria. But what is the point of trying to make the same movie but with different actors? Right. Every 5 years we'll recast it. This time next year it'll be like a Kardashian with like the guy from High School Musical. Let's see how that plays out. Well, again, it's like remakes, you know, what like them or hate them, but a shot by shot remake where it's like we're we're like rebuilding the sets to be the exact. It's it's a little too cute by half for no reason. For you no I mean? reason. Yes. If you're going to oh. improve on something that needed improving, <clears throat> that's one thing. But what was I mean, they remake so many movies. I hear the the new remake of Salem's Lot is pure trash. It's been on the shelf for two years and is now going directly to HBO Max. Right. So again, they've ruined it again. They just needed to ask me what to do. And I <laughs> But you know what? The new movie coming out, The Fall Guys, starring Ryan Gosling and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I'm I'm they basically it. have they're making it it's like they make movie for high schoolers yes. and then they make movies for gen x because <laughs> who the f- else is going to go see the fall guy i'm right in front exactly lee Majors i would go gonna... i no fair no faucet remember the beginning of the fall guy was at the aerial tram in palm springs oh yeah 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 
Um, let me see. Will Lee Major still sing the theme song? <laughs> I was thinking about that. He, I don't think he, Blake Shelton, the country western singer, is going to sing the theme song. But they have to change all the references. I mean, do people know who Cheryl Teagues is anymore? I mean, it's been it's been fifty years for God's sakes. But anyway, that's not a here nor there. Um, this is the second time that Michael Pitt has played a character inspired by the real-life murder uh, committed by Leopold and Loeb in 1924. The other character was Justin wait Pendleton. Wait Are you trying to say that this movie is based on the, the murder of Leopold and Loeb? I think it's, it, like, inspired by. Well, has nothing to do with that. That was like a kid. Right. What are you talking about? What are you just, talking about? I'm just telling you. This where is that stretching to make their film more important that, that it is. It's the idea Leopold of two Lord. guys. Usually, one kind of inspires the other to just go on like a thrill killing kind of thing based upon nothing. Essentially, is the idea. Yeah, well, you could say that that's the Slenderman killing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's two crazy people, only one's, one's cra- super crazy and one's crazy but suggestible. Come on, yes. let's go. That's true. That's, but that's not every movie. You make it seem like that's every movie. Every movie fits that bill. Anyway, what I was trying to say is this actor was in another movie where he played a similar type of role. It was called Murder by Numbers, and it starred Sandra Bullock Sandra and Bullock. Ryan Gosling. Wasn't that a series, too? No, that was, I think that was just called Numbers. And it was like there were FBI people who used, (laughs) I don't remember what it is. Anyway, the the twist of Murder by Numbers is you think the sweet kid was the follower, but the reveal is he was actually the lead guy and Ryan Gosling was the follower. So there you go. Ryan Gosling everything. like he would be a follower. I'm spoiling it all. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't seem like the one making the plans, kicking ass and taking names. He's kicking ass and taking names. Uh, They they guess that Naomi Watts is somewhere between 30 and 37 in this movie. Do you know how old she actually was? She was in her 40s, right? She was 39. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, 39, 40. She looked good. She looked great. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? Um, now, we said writer, director, Michael Haneke. You know him from such things as Cachet, Amour, The, piano the White t-shirt. Ribbon, and Funny Games. He, he There was a movie. It was very popular back home. And when it was released, it was very, very... I'll just say polemic. I said a word like it, it cost. Mm-hmm. It cost a lot of uh, controversy. It was called the the piano teacher. The piano teacher. It was My a drama. Piano teacher was seventy years old and had two tiny schnauzers. It, it's it's drama, but it's a very it's. Well, it, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's uh, it's directed by by him as well. It's oh, directed. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. The cast. Naomi Watts played Anne. And you know her from such things as Mulholland Drive. Classic. King Kong. Yes. Not a classic. The not Impossible. <laughs> I did not see that, nor have and, I heard of that. And she was in Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. I believe I saw that. And of course, really? The Ring, for goodness sake. She's amazing in The Ring. I love um, Birdman. With Michael Keaton, 
Yes. Yes. Right? That's the Michael Keaton That's one. That's the one. Yeah. That was great. Uh, let's see. Tim Roth played George. You know him from Rob Reservoir Roy. Dogs. You know him <laughs> okay. from Pulp Fiction. Yep. A you Tarantino know guy. Roy, but he was so creepy in Rob Roy. He was, he was not hot in that. He was in the Hateful Hate. Hateful Hate. Yeah, Hateful yeah. Hate. And he was in the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. Oh, Jesus. The only one I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tim Roth, though. He's he's usually really solid. He yes. also was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's a very Tarantino guy. Yeah, he he's a Tarantino very guy. Very much so. Uh, let's see. Michael Pitt played Paul, the main uh, intruder, if you will. He looked very familiar. He was Tell in me. The Dreamers in 2003. No. He was in Funny Games. He was in Seven Psychopaths in 2012. I Origins. I didn't Ring any bells? Any of this shit. Murder Seven by Psychopaths numbers. does sound familiar, though. I don't think I saw it. Uh, let's see. Brady Corbett played Peter, also known as the guy who needs to pluck his unibrow. Peter and Paul, so we're going with Apostles. It's a very, very Catholic film. Was now, there Mary as well? You know be. him? <laughs> you know him from Funny Games? He was in Melancholia. He was in. I meant to see that. I have not seen that. He was in Mysterious Skin. Oh. And he was in Thirteen. If you haven't seen that, good grief. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. He um, he also acted in a few episodes of Twenty Four. Oh, did he really? The, yeah. Who did he play yeah. on Twenty Four? I don't remember, but but he was he was part of the. Of the cast of not the whole thing, but it, I think it was one one season only. Gotcha, Wait. gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm only mentioning a couple of these very, very quickly. Fred, the next door neighbor, was played by Boyd Gaines, and the only reason I mentioned him that is because he was right. Coach Brackett and Porky's. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Back in '81. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> he was the one who uh, is having sex with Kim Cattrall. In the uh, the boys' locker room, but she howls all the time, so he puts oh, yeah, like a yeah. jock strap on her head. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Classy Kim, Canadian wow. humor. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Canadian film? Absolutely. <laughs> and then Kim Control, Kim Control from Big Trouble in Little China, right? Yes. yes. Sex and in the Sex city. Sex in the city. Yeah. I love Big Lo Trouble in Little China. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Um, the other next door neighbor who was on the boat, Betsy, very briefly, was played by Siobhan Fallon Hogan. The only reason I mention her is because she used to be on Saturday Night Live for like a season. I thought you were going to tell me she was married to Hulk Hogan. Not what married to Hulk Hogan. Uh, not, oh <laughs> not married to him. Not related to Jimmy Fallon either. So there you go. Unrelated. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the ratings, shall we? Let's. Sure. Funny Games currently has on Rotten Tomatoes 52% rotten. Boom. Yeah. Do you know what the audience gave it? 48. 54. Oh. Boom. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty pretty Slightly close. Slightly higher. <laughs> uh, top critics. Richard Roper says, the fact that it features fine performances, talented direction, and some moments of genuine suspense only make the end product that much more grotesque and appalling. 
That's a little extreme. I don't know if it was grotesque and appalling, but okay. But this tells you that it's not enough to have great actors. No. Exactly. Uh, that, that was another point because the cast is really good. Like having Naomi Watts. Yes. And, and I was like, go well. girl. Take it down. The expectation. She turned nice to bitch. Like the first, right after the egg, she knew, she knew it was up. These yeah. guys are freaks. Get the fuck out. That's a real reaction. Yeah. That's a real reaction. She gives him the eggs. He knocks her phone in the sink and then promptly drops the eggs. So her reaction's like, okay, take it and hit the bricks, pal. And then he starts demanding the eggs. Right. If you just give me the eggs, for goodness sake. Yeah. The minute they said there's a hole in the fence. Yep. That's a question, right? Rex Reed. Rex Reed of The Observer. I love Rex Reed. He doesn't review that many things, but when he does, you know it. Get off your ass, Rex Reed. You know what garbage is, but until you see funny games, a bucket of swill by Austrian wacko Michael Haneke, you have no idea how bad it can smell. <laughs> Boom. Hilarious. Thank you, Rex Reed. Thank you very much. We, we tried to do a thing where every episode we'd find the Rex Reed review <laughs> and the very next movie we tried to do it on, no review. Like he did, he reviews so one movie a year or something. Apparently, very upsetting. We were on a roll, and then we could never find a review by him for any of our movies again. We're always, it's like so disappointing because then it's like uh, Harry Johnson from uh, Variety Stopia online. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's do our rating, shall we? Aaron, what is your rating on Funny Games? I am going to give it two out of fives. Take your f***ing eggs and shove it up your ass. <laughs> take your remote control. And I take it back. Take that remote control and shove it up your ass because that ruined it for me. Now, Andres, you kind of told us earlier, but why don't you hit us one more time? What is your review? Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would say three out of five because... Despite the predictable moments, it had very nice moments and very uh, shocking moments. That's that's what saves a little bit the the, the plot for me. And mm-hmm. um, why not more? Because it's it's shot by shot. Like it's exactly the same thing. the The ending was the same thing. It's at some points predictable, and it's torture porn basically where like it, there are a lot of movies like this one so nothing new no knowing it's not an innovative movie so but i think i mean it's cool to hang out and just watch it like it's a good i mean it's not not a good watch but it's nice Nice to just to hang out and to like see. On, after you open the presents on Christmas, <laughs> put it on. <laughs> sit down with Grandma. Yeah, I um, mean the shot by shot thing is almost it, it, it's like an arrogance. Yes. Like it was what I did originally time. was perfect, so I don't need to change anything right. except the actors. Yes. That's basically what it is. Um, yes. I find that ninety percent of my reviews, my ratings are around 
you know, 3.5. Kevin rates everything a three. It doesn't matter what yes. it is. So I'm going to give it 3.5. So drink, <laughs> drink, 3. <laughs> 3.5. Why are you grabbing my golf clubs? You know what I mean? At the stage of the game. It, you know what? I enjoyed probably, you know, most of this movie. But I, I found the uh, moments where he kind of breaks the fourth wall bizarre. And when he grabs the remote, I, was, I literally sunk back in my chair going, what in the hell is this? Because... And, Look, I understand on some level, because it was kind of like, you expect her to fight back. So when she grabs a shotgun and kills the guy, you're like, now this is going down the road that I anticipate. So he kind of wanted to throw that to you and then take it away. But the way he took it away, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't care for it as you will. And the ending, now look, the ending I thought was very surprising. Right. The ending he, was fine. I don't have an issue with the ending. Right. I just, but again, it's like we've talked about before. It's like, this is kind of well-trod ground. Now the question is, he did his, his original in 97. So hmm. in 97, is he leading the charge versus 2008? We've seen this a few times. I don't right. know what the answer is. Who can when did say? the stranger come out? The strangers come. Those out. are all early, early odds, if I'm remembering correctly. All those kind of because there was a period, uh, like 2005, 2010, where there were a lot of kind of these home invasion. Yeah, 2008. Two thousand. So same year, same year as the remake. So perhaps I'm jaded, but I would say <laughs> enjoyable, but not great. By any stretch of the imagination. So, but in case I, I you don't remember the strangers, because I have to jump in here. Please. Liv Tyler was in it, and the dude from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Scott Speedman was, was is the guy who's in things, but you're like, who is he again? Yeah. <laughs> and looking at their pictures, I'm like, all I can think of Glenn Howerton is Always Sunny. Yeah, but he's not the main guy. He's just yeah. he's just in it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just part of the. He's just part people. of the cast, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Thank you very much. Go to our pages on across social media. We're on X, Threads, Instagram. We're on TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube. For goodness' mm -hmm. sake, for you a can while. also <laughs> you can also email <laughs> us the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Aaron, what is your social media situation? I'm on all the above social media. I am on the Instagram. I am the cult of Aaron Join the Cult. I'm Don't Feed the Pigeon. Uh, I'm on uh, Artsy and First Dibs, Aaron Doherty. I only ever check my Instagram. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that, by the way. After you just rattled <laughs> off 15 things. Don't bother sending me messages on X. Kevin then has to say, Aaron, can you please check your X? There are messages waiting. <laughs> I do have to do that. <laughs> Andres, where can people go to find your amazing podcast and contact Thank you? you? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, I'm on the Instagram at latinjukebox underscore um on uh, on x <laughs> at rocola del rollo um on th uh, threads of course latin jukebox underscore and that's pretty much 
it. Um, yeah, that, uh, and I have a, an email, the Latin jukebox at outlook.com, just in case people want to send a message or, or, or throw ideas on, on episodes. Happy to hear from everyone. Beautiful, beautiful. So, when are you discussing uh, Moneskin's uh, latest album? Would you want to do Moneskin? We can plan for that. I saw them them in LA. They're amazing. We can plan for that. Moneskin, Italian, Italian kids. That's Latin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you might have to count me out on the man of skin. Spamming you TikToks from their official account, bro. That's it. <laughs> and Andres, we'll put all of your links in our show notes as well. So people oh, can, thank uh, you guys. can reach out to you and, and check out your amazing podcast as well. Thank you very um, much, guys. <laughs> as you guys know, what we also like to do is discuss some viewer, listener, reader, mail as well. Questions, comments from the internet. So here we go. Talking about uh, a recent episode, House on Haunted Hill. Pita Beta says, scared the shit out of me when I was 13, especially the sound design. Very scary. I believe that would be the target age for such film. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't hold up so much but I always hold it in high regard. So there you go. There you go. What? All right. And uh, our friends at the Film Effect podcast say, saw this in the theater back in, in 99. Love the music and sound design for this film more than anything else. It's good, though. Also like seeing Chris Kattan trying something outside of comedy and Jeffrey Rush channeling the inner Vincent Price is also a reason I dig the film. That's what I said. He was like doing Vincent Price. But when you talk about a movie and the first thing you discuss is like set design, that's never a sign. that The sound design. Sound design. (laughs) If that's all you remember. (laughs) Next week, we're going to be discussing the movie Pearl, which was the sequel to the movie X, not related to the social media. Uh, I cannot wait. And we've got our friend The Vern joining us from the Cinema Recall podcast. So that'll be fun as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You can watch (laughs) Pearl pretty much anywhere you want. They're giving it away for free. They are not giving away for free. I paid $4.99 to watch it on Amazon Prime. So prepare yourself. You're gonna, there's going to be a little... No, there's no Tubi, no Pluto TV on this bad boy, I'm sad Son to say. Son of a bitch. We need a, bus- we need a business <laughs> right. license so I can write off all this goddamn uh, $10 a week on movies. I understand. So <laughs> send in any of your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we may talk about it on the show. So thank you very much, Andres. No, thank you very much, guys, for inviting me. Happy to be here. Happy to, to talk about movies. Talk, happy to, 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 to discuss these uh, brilliant classics with you guys. And, and yeah, right now we're watching House of Usher. Right? Oh, that's, that's, is it that's, good? It's going well. It's going well, but I don't, I, I mean, we haven't finished it. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Keep you posted. Absolutely. So, has, has it before you do? Has anyone seen the new, the vampire one, the last voyage of the de, uh, Demeter? The Demeter? 
I haven't seen it yet. No, haven't. I no, want to go. I wanted to see it at the time, but then of course August passes and I didn't see it. So I, I've heard August about is it. never a good release for a movie. So it's the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much, and be well. Be well. Take care, guys. <laughs> Take care. Thank you, guys.